Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Student Reviewed Scootcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Scoot and Reviewed. You can catch us at SKNR.net as we have movies, games, television, pop culture, entertainment, travel, and so much more coverage. You can also catch us each week on BGA Shea's Geek Nation on KSWFM. We run the simulcast on Fridays. Right now, we're kind of on a holiday schedule, so we'll be off until December with that. We have Student Review, the magazine, which we're working on the latest issue right now. And of course, Pinal Central, P-I-N-A-L Central.com, keyword skewed. You can catch our extensive collection of game reviews. We're available on Sci-Fi Radio, just uh, Sci-Fi. And uh, we cover everything there as well. We have our game reviews, we have movie reviews, and of course we have our weekly segments. So what we're doing this week is something a little different. We have Justin and Michael back with us as we finally got our schedules all in sync after a crazy onslaught of uh, activities and conventions and various things to cover and prepare for. And what we're going to do with Black Friday next week is we are going to launch the first phase of our Skewedcast holiday gift guide. We will have a second phase with some additional stuff in early December. But part of the reason for this was as I mentioned, Black Friday is coming up this Friday after Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm going to be away with Genevieve and others covering Comic-Con Special Edition, which starts next Friday, runs through the weekend, so I figured I would probably still be in California at the time we begin our usual recording and coverage. And on top of that, we also have a panel that we are doing Saturday night at Comic-Con Special Edition on the Enduring uh, legacy and appeal of the Alien franchise. So tons of stuff going on. Just thought, let's go ahead and hit the ground running. And so what we're going to do before we get to the entertainment news and uh, such for the week is we're going to start with our uh, gift guide. And these are items that we feel are well suited to be on your holiday shopping list. And what we're going to do is we're all going to take turns. We're going to go through and uh, talk about them. Justin will lead us off with some uh, video games to keep an eye on. Yeah, so starting off, we have uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. This is a 2022 pre-order. Uh, game is not quite out yet, so um, there's actually no exact date when it's coming out, but it has a... Oh, actually it does, sorry. Uh, March, 20, March 25th, 2022. Uh, so it's a couple months away, um, but uh, you know, this is definitely... If you're a fan of the Borderlands franchise, it's going to be a good uh, good bet there. It's a spinoff, kind of um, kind of like an expansion. I'm guessing probably going to use Borderlands Three as a as a basis for its gameplay, but uh, it will uh, follow Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep uh, as kind of like a, a basis for it. So that's definitely one to watch out for. Um, second, we got uh, Aliens Fire Team Elite. This is uh, one I played pretty extensively. Um, it's I wouldn't quite recommend it if you're just gonna play it alone, but I think it's absolute blast if you have some friends to play with. A uh, great co-op shooter game, kind of in the line of uh, Left 4 Dead. Um, and if you're a fan of the Aliens franchise, it does a really good job with that. Uh, third, we've got Deathloop. Uh, this was from Arcane Studios, another one that I played. Um, very good, very good single-player experience. Very in-depth, has a very kind of interesting premise of kind of like a Groundhog Day, kind of you loop the uh, the day over and over again until you perfect it. Um, good combat, good stealth, good kind of RPG mechanic. So um, if you're looking for a good single-player experience, that's uh, definitely one to look out for. Uh, fourth, we've got Back for Blood. Uh, played it a little bit with you, Gareth. Um, it's uh, kind of like a Left 4 Dead uh, spiritual successor by the same people who made Left 4 Dead. Um, so if you're kind of into that kind of co-op, uh, zombie shooter experience that's definitely one to look out for and last we've got uh far cry 6 um the latest from ubisoft this is uh latest in the far cry franchise um so uh probably pretty similar to far cry 5 i, I have not actually played far cry 6 yet but uh but uh it looks good it looks it takes place in kind of like a tropical island environment um and it's kind of got all the open world Ubisoft flair that you're uh, that you'll probably expect and Michael you're up 
Yeah, so um, next up is Call of Duty Vanguard, which probably doesn't need uh, much introduction. It's the latest in the Call of Duty franchise. Um, this one developed by Sledgehammer Games and, and uh, produced by Activision. Uh, it takes everybody back to the World War II setting. Um, it has a fairly strong single-player campaign, and of course, uh, a lot of folks go back to the Call of Duty series mainly for the multiplayer. Um, again, I've always been a big fan of the Call of Duty Worldwide, World War II um, scenarios. I, I started with the original Call of Duty 1 and 2 before they were even multiplayer online shooters, um, going back all the way to the early 2000s. So it's always good to see them go back to their roots. And again, um, if you're familiar with the Call of Duty franchise, I'm sure this is one that you'll pick up if you haven't already. I think one of the bigger surprises this year was uh, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy from Square Enix. I think there was, you know, there was a bit of backlash uh, when Avengers came out with the um, the gaming as a service kind of mentality. So um, Guardians went back to the single player, uh, great story campaign. Uh, you know, again, the, they they made enough of the looks and, and changes so it doesn't uh, model the movie uh, exactly. You know, the, the voices are different, that sort of thing. But generally speaking, it turned out, I think, a lot better than a lot of folks were anticipating. Um, and, and I think definitely one of the bigger surprises for this year. So, you know, good for them to utilize the, the Marvel franchise and, and kind of get back to the fans and what they were looking for, I think, with Avengers. Um, so that kind of ties up our, our video game list uh, for, for now. Um, some of the hardware that we've looked at, the uh, Fujitsu 800R image scanner. Um, scanners in general have come a long way from the big bulky boxes that used to take up half your desk and took like 10 minutes to scan. Uh, this is a small footprint scanner. Um, it's, it's, it's quick and, and again, it's great for archiving um, a lot of your, your paperwork and that sort of thing. I know a lot of folks still, you know, might like to use their phones for some of that stuff, but when you really are looking for quality documents that you either need to um, submit, uh, you know, we're talking everything from legal documents to um, just paperwork in general. It's always good to have a, a true scanner uh, available and, and this um, fairly high price point, but given the speed and the, and the size on the desk that it takes up, I think it's you know well worth the recommendation. Um, Control Freak Ecology Vanguard thumbsticks. I think these are always kind of interesting. They're, they're supposed to give you a little bit better grip uh, on your um, on your controller. I, I know some people have a lot of problems, particularly those who play a lot um, with the their fingers sliding off the thumbsticks and that sort of thing. So it's always a it's it's an interesting thing that to take part in. But they also provide some avatars and stuff with the purchase. So I think it's you know it's worth it if you're looking for a, a unique feel for your thumbsticks and, and looking for better control. And then you know finally you know from the list that I'll be covering for now, um, the Clear Enduro ANC headphones. These are um, active noise canceling headphones from Clear. And I think one of the bigger biggest things they say about it is the you know about up to 60 hours of battery life for active noise canceling which is is fantastic and these aren't always only just for listening to music or taking on a plane um active noise canceling headphones are always great for gaming as well um kind of helps to get rid of some of the background noise um here in arizona i know if we have like air conditioners and stuff going off um those could be really beneficial for that so it's a really good uh uh, a set of equipment clear always de developed you know and delivers on high quality headphones and these are no exception well that was certainly a really good list to date and so i'm going to start off with the clear noise canceling earbuds now these are a newer product for the company and what you have here is a set of in the ear uh, buds that give you bluetooth connection high quality sound very long battery life but they're also noise canceling. And so as I like to uh, say, my wife really enjoys these because she could pop them in her ear and listen to her audiobooks, listen to her music and be completely um, zoned out. So she doesn't have to worry about me mm, asking questions, dogs barking, anything like that. So it's a really nice thing to have when you're looking for uh, peace and quiet. I know that as she used them recently, on a cruise that we went on and it was really nice because she said it was uh, very relaxing to be able to just sit there and uh, you know in a quiet isolated area and listen to an audiobook with music and not have to worry about any outside noise or anything like that next up is the nexigo nintendo switch controller so this is a traditional game uh, controller 
uh, configuration. So for people that want to play something like a first-person shooter or a racing game and you want something other than the Joy-Con, this would be in the style of a more familiar controller. It has an attractive price point at about $39.99, which makes it a little more uh, cost-effective than some of the brand-name products that are out there. But you are not sacrificing anything in performance or durability with this, so it's definitely one to check out. Next up is the SteelSeries Apex 3 TKL keyboard. So you have your uh, quality keyboard here that'll cover all your gaming, all your desktop needs, but it also gives you the quality of being able to set up your keys and your configuration in a way that is best suited for you at a very attractive price point. SteelSeries also has the Arctis Prime headset. So if you're looking for audio quality that gives you performance that you'd find in the higher end headsets at an affordable price point. This is it as well. It also has a lot of versatility, a lot of really good comfort to it. And then the last thing I have before we go back to Justin is SteelSeries Rival 5. And this is a really good quality mouse for those that are looking for, again, versatility moving between gaming and their desktop options. You get a really high performance. You get very good durability customizations at a price that is uh, affordable. Okay, Justin, you're up. All right, so next on the list we have uh, the OtterBox folding wireless power bank. So if you're in need of, uh, you know, wireless power banks are really useful. So uh, I d definitely think that's um, pretty cool. It's got a, you know, it's very portable. Um, it's wireless, so. Uh, Definitely a good thing if you're traveling. Um, we've got the uh, Monoprice BT600 ANC headphones with blue. It's Bluetooth and it has noise canceling, so definitely a great uh, headphone option there for you. Uh, we've got the Work Robe, which uh, is uh, definitely more in lines for people who work from home. Uh, the Marvel Sherpa Throw uh, Blanket, uh, Marvel themed uh, throw blanket for Marvel fans and the cross kicks um shoes there for you yeah and the the nice thing about it uh, just really quick before we go to michael i wanted to mention the the work rope is really cool for the folks who work from home because you get a quality robe but it actually looks like a piece of uh more formal and office attire so essentially if anyone's watching you on the webcam, it looks like you have, it comes in various colors and the one we're evaluating is black. So it looks like you have uh, a black blouse or a black um, dress shirt on, but essentially you have robes. So it gives you the comfort of that you want with a robe, but yet uh, not looking like you're in your pajamas on a, um, on a call. And so as Justin also said, the Sherpa throw is really nice because it's from Toy NK, and the beautiful thing about it is the decorative uh, outer part of the throw is done up in classic Marvel comic book covers. So you have recreations of some of the classic comics from uh, long ago, or at least when I grew up. And the cross kicks are cool because, you know, with the resurgence of shoes like Uggs and things like that, you have a uh, set of shoes that you can wear comfortably, but you can get these wet, you can wear them out in uh, various climates and stuff like that and have a kind of a comfort uh, and, and durability to them. So, uh, Michael, you're up. Yeah, so the first thing um, uh, that I wanted to bring up on next was the Star Trek Next Generation 100-piece engineering field kit by Toy & K also. And one of the things that's kind of cool about this kit is not only because it looks like a, a Star Trek theme, I know that's the reason why a lot of people are going to buy it, but it's also kind of a kit that includes a lot of things that are not necessarily common in these types of sets. So in this particular case, you not only get, you know, some of the screwdrivers and that sort of stuff, but it comes with wire cutters and, and a bit holder and utility knife and pry bars and, and SIM card tools, you know, that sort of stuff that you may not have in a million different tool cases already. And the fact that it looks like a Star Trek uh, next generation uh, engineering kit obviously is, is one of the, is the big draw, but it's a, it's a pretty cool kit, the stuff that it includes. Um, so that's definitely a, a, a high recommendation. 
Um, the Modoc Tiki mugs, these have been cool. I've, I've seen a lot of these in person. Um, they just, they're mugs that look like tiki's. I mean, yeah, they're great for decoration. Um, they come in different colors and various styles. Um, again, just, a, it gives a really good, uh, um, Hawaiian type theme if you're looking for something like that. Uh, and again, they're, they're functional as well. So again, if that's something you're, uh, in the, in the market for that goes with your motif, then I, you know, they definitely have you covered there. Um, the Phoenix PD35, um, LED flashlight. One of the cool things about this is it's very bright, a uh, thousand lumens, and the fact that it's um, small, it's something you could easily put in your pocket, um, your shirt pocket, something like that. It's durable, um, and it's, you know, it's just, it's it's always good to have a, a high quality flashlight that is not only bright, but also durable and holds up against the elements. Um, so it's definitely something it's, you know, it's, it, it can be priced a bit on the expensive side at around $69.95 retail. But again, that's uh, if you're looking for quality flashlights, those are the types of things um, you expect. And again, it's you want something that's going to last and, and hold up to the elements. Um, Symbiote Studio plushies. Um, one of the things that I like about them, and, and this is more of a, uh, they offer a lot of different uh, collectibles and plushie stuffed animals. Um, high quality. Um, they're um, they they they, uh, they they take pride in their work. They're able to, to develop. Um, various different types of um you know products and, and and that sort of thing so again if you're looking for high quality um plushed and stuffed animals um symbiote studios definitely has you covered there and finally the funko stack with the cat this is um a, a game that's that's made for ages four and up featuring everybody's uh, doc, favorite dr seuss cat in the hat um and it's a little stacking puzzle type game um that's that's you know developed for little kids but also fun for the whole family so obviously, if you're a uh, Cat in the Hat uh, fan, a Dr. Seuss fan, or, or a Funko fan, um, this kind of checks all those boxes if that's what you're into. Yeah, and it definitely is going to be very interesting to see what uh, my granddaughter makes of that one because I've already apologized to my son saying uh, we've got some really fun interactive stuff coming for her and guess who gets to help because she is notorious for changing the rules as she goes and stacking the cards in her favor. So... This ought to be a lot of fun, but I think it's uh, really good. And it's a nice change of pace from some of the Funko things uh, that they've had, where they've had the Disney games and they've had the um, Fast and Furious and other things, which are designed more for older uh, gamers. But, uh, you know, the Disney ones are designed more for family, and I, this is fitting very well into that. Continuing on with the guide, we have the Castlevania 1000-piece puzzle for fans of Castlevania, which has had a bit of a resurgence thanks to the Netflix series. This is one that you're going to want. And for those that remember the Capsella Toys Gold, there's the Mechanics, Gravity, Loops, and Turn kit, which allows you to build all kinds of uh, motorized constructs. Now, uh, for those that are living in areas, uh, California, Arizona, so on, where there's Harkins Theaters, as well as those who are outside the area that want to uh, shop online, they have a range of products ranging from uh, deliverable uh, treats like popcorn and such to the 2022 Loyalty Cup, where every time you present the cup, you're allowed to get a drink refill for two dollars and we found out recently uh that includes ices at three dollars for those who want to get one of those and save some money they also have the um uh, program that you can sign up for and get a uh, popcorn every time you come or you can pay i think it's a dollar fifty more and get the large refillable thing they've uh, told me that they are now allowed to instead of having you show the cup and them giving you a disposable they are now allowed to fill up your uh, cup itself now under the new guidelines so some progress there uh, other products uh, that i wanted to mention was the dream crush board game there's a big resurgence in board gaming now especially being in more with the colder weather and uh, higher gas prices things like that so family gaming time uh, and another product that is definitely one that is going to really get is the Death Stranding original video game score that is available in uh, formats, but this is specifically a, L, a collectible LP. So folks who are into vinyl, folks who are into game memorabilia, this is one to check out. Okay, Justin, you're up. Yeah, so next we've got the Nazgul Series 2 Deluxe Action Figures. This is definitely one to get for uh, any uh, Lord of the Rings fan out there. 
um, it definitely like a high quality figure there for uh, uh, of the of the Nazgul. Uh, next, we've got the Transformers Series One Mini Mates box set. So um, definitely an easy choice for any uh, old school Transformers fan uh, based on the uh, Series One uh, Transformers. Uh, we've got the Bruce Lee Earth uh, Gallery Diorama. Uh, also a good choice for any Bruce Lee fan out there. Um, and then we've got uh, two products for uh, My, My Hero Academia. We've got a backpack and a lunchbox. So got any uh, kids who are fans of the, sh of the, uh, of the show, um, definitely a good choice for them. We've got a backpack and a lunchbox, uh, both themed after the show. Choices. And uh, Michael, what do you have? Yeah, so this, I think, is one of the coolest products that, that are, we have on this list and something that I think a lot of people would be really interested in. And that's the Nibble by Circuit Mess. And what this is, is it's a kit um, that where you create your own handheld gaming device. And, and not only um, does it you know, teach folk kits and, and, and general folks how to better solder, but you're also doing some programming for the emulation side, the gaming side. It's like a little retro gamer, but you build it yourself from all the parts included. So not only do you get to work on skills, um, engineering type skills, programming type skills, but at the end of the day, you're gonna end up with a little a retro gaming console. So this is actually a really cool um, a thing. What I, what I will say is on their website, um, or at least on one of the websites I went to, um, it's actually on sale right now. Um, so again, I think it's a really cool, um, product for anybody out there who um, wants to learn some basic soldering skills some programming skills and if you have um, kids that are interested in math or engineering um, or gaming even in general I think it's a really good product um, to get them motivated and, and kind of be a learning tool on top of that so again always a always a great uh, product I think um, next up is one of my favorite books of the year maybe one of my favorite books from the Wizards of the Coast series is Fizzband's Treasure of Dragons um, this covers all things dragons for the fifth edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons rule set. Um, kind of goes into more detail about different types of dragons, um, some of the dragonborn. Uh, it even has what I would consider draconians, although this is from the Forgotten Realms world and not the Dragonlance world. Uh, but it does kind of cover, um, uh, it gives you pretty much everything you need to add dragons into your um your D&D campaigns. It expands on the, the monsters that are already in the monster manual um, and, and gives a lot more background and detail on, on dragons. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, you're into 5th edition gaming, or if you're just interested in dragon lore in general, it's definitely a great read even if you don't plan to play. Um, so again, highly recommend that. Um, the next up is the Minions Sing and Bubble Stewart. Uh, Minions uh, toys I think are always popular with the kids, um, and this one is no different. Um, with its uh, audio and, and bubble action, I think in general it's just a it's just a fun minions toy for those who are are you know whose kids love the minions or if you're a minion fan yourself. Uh, and the and the final two that I'm going to be covering, um, the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game. This is very similar to any other trading card games on the market. Uh, Magic the Gathering, for, as an example, but taking place in the Yu-Gi-Oh world, um, which I know is is a very popular. Um, animated franchise and the the cards are definitely high quality um, and if you're into that if you're into the anime series or just into uh, that show in general or into that universe it's obviously a good pickup and then finally hexagaming controllers uh, hex gaming are well known for building custom controllers for uh, eSports but they also do custom controllers for for home um, adding things that a lot you'll find on other premium type controllers like um, yeah, sticks on the back of the cards, especially—I mean, on the controllers, special paint jobs, better grips on the on the various thumbsticks, um, and getting them in their various colors and designs. So, obviously, one of the more um, well-known uh, customized gaming um, controller options, uh, again for PlayStation, Xbox, uh, PC, etc. Okay, so rounding out the list, we have a few products, and then I'll just go to some uh, other things that would be included, and uh, that'll wrap up the Phase 1 guide. We'll have another one in December, and then we'll move to the entertainment news and discussions. Uh, from Turtle Beach, we have the Recon Controller, so folks looking for a nice controller for their Xbox systems, this is one to get. 
as part of their uh, new acquisition, they have the King V2 microphone. So if you need something uh, for a microphone for your desktop that has a interesting design to it, this would definitely be one for you. It's a high-end microphone, but it covers all of your needs from professional broadcasting to basic recording to conferencing at work, that sort of thing. You have the Recon 500, which is a very uh, quality audio product that you could definitely look into. There's the Cone Pro mouse um, from Rocat, which is very good. And uh, there's the brand new, and these are really hard to find because they've been selling out, but they're getting more of the Velocity One flight control system, which runs um, a throttle and a yoke configuration to take advantage of Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is available for PC and of course the Xbox. So those are the main things. I did want to just briefly touch on a couple of other uh, products that we go through. And uh, that'll, as I said, bring up the guys. For people looking for uh, smolder or more casual releases, Outriders is available. They just put a big expansion out for free. So you might want to check it out. Life is Strange True Colors, Circuit Superstars. And if you're a boxing fan, Big Rumble Boxing Free Champions. If you like retro, Crisis Remastered has put out uh, the trilogy, so that's worth seeing. For people looking to kind of clarify up their desktop, more people working home, IO Gear has a Dock Pro that allows you to connect things, uh, everything from your tablet to your phone, and various things all in one outlet. There's the Symmetry 2 F, uh, Pro FPS gaming mouse, which is a very good deal. The Surface 2 gaming mouse mat, and uh, you know, the Epos H6 Pro headset is another one for those looking for audio options. And uh, of course, there's the Monoprice BT6800 ANC, which is active noise canceling headphone and Bluetooth. Those are available. And we talked about other things, but uh, you know, wind blocks, we, for those in cold weather climates that like to cycle and go outside, they have some updated products that fit easily within your headgear to help block out wind. Uh, very good for bikers, especially. We have a staff member who bikes everywhere up in Washington. He uh, swears by them because he said it's definitely helped keep the cold wind uh, away and helps glasses not freeze up as much. Uh, there's a good book out uh, that you can get on Amazon and various outlets. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, the iconic filmmaker in his work. Uh, people looking for more on-the-go items. Uh, Godark has some really nice bags. There's the booby bottle, which is a collapsible bottle for uh, water and stuff goes on the go. Alette makes some very nice stylish wallets that you can uh, block RFD uh, so you don't have to worry about people trying to hack your information off your chip cards. Norfolk Gear uh, makes some fantastic stuff. There is a uh, kind of a unisex style shirt, but there's also one with a camouflage pattern for people who want to get out and about. We mentioned the Phoenix flashlights. They come in a wide range of products, so they're definitely uh, something people are going to want to keep an eye on. There's some other board games like 60 Second City and Space Invaders, which is really cool because you have to set up and actually fire uh, products, uh, you know, to take down the aliens. We mentioned the minions, uh, Sing and Babel Stewart, but there are some other products such as the Rise of Gru Babel Auto. There's the Fart and Fire Gun. If you want something a little more uh, appropriate for little girls, there's Spirit Untamed uh, Herd Horse. And so as you can see, there's a lot of interesting products out there. We are expecting to have more things to evaluate later in the season, probably as we get to the first weekend, or certainly no later than the second weekend of December, we will have the updated list. And so those are just some really good ideas. We have a online slider with links to the pages for more information on our page at sknr.net and you can just go look through the rolling slider at the beginning click the holiday gift guide logo it'll take you to the page and then when you see something you want just look at the picture click the name of it and it'll take you right to the page and you will be all set so let's talk about some of the holiday activities that are popping up we have recently been told and had coverage. Legoland did their tree lighting ceremony with Lacey Chabert uh, taking part in it, and this was at Legoland, California. Knott's Berry Farm has uh, swung over to Knott's Merry Farm, 
they've got the tree up, they've got the holiday decor, they've got the holiday items, they have got the, um, uh, what do you call it, the holiday foods and everything in place. Disneyland, downtown Disney is all decked out. They have various holiday stuff in place, and you can bet Universal Studios has this happening as well. And, of course, uh, Disney recently did a D23 presentation out in Florida. They talked about expansion of downtown Disney. They talked about shows returning, new attractions arriving, not the least of which is the new Guardians of, Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. They talked about uh, the coming launch of the Disney Wish in 2022. I know next year we're scheduled for the D23 Expo to resume. And, of course lots of new product coming from uh, Disney, not just for the theater, but for the Disney Plus service, which recently had their Disney Plus day. So uh, before we move on to other topics, uh, start with Mike, was there anything that you saw Disney-wise or heard recently, uh, any of the theme parks even, that you thought was an interesting uh, topic? Well, I, you know, I, I will say that the, the Disney theme parks and, and a lot of the theme parks in general really go all out for the holidays and I, th I think it's always um, if you get an opportunity to go there during some of their uh, holiday events whether that be Halloween or Christmas or, or anything like that um, it's just a very unique experience you know they kind of dress things up they they give it a different feel so even if you've gone to um, Disney or, or any other theme park during the summer it, it's always kind of a different more magical experience I think when you're going during some of these holiday events so I definitely think it's worth um, if you get an opportunity to, to, to attend some of these at least once in your life to really experience how, how different they can feel, even though generally speaking, it's all the same attractions, but just how it feels, uh, it really gives kind of a, a, a different feel when you attend these. So it's always, it's always a fun time to kind of go and experience these parks again for the first time. And Justin, do you have anything you wanted to add? No, I think Michael pretty much covered it. I mean, I, I would, I would like to go at some point during some of the holiday events because I've heard, I've heard really good things about it, so, um, you know, I, I, I hear that definitely put in a ton of, a ton of effort, so uh, it is something I'd, I would like to see someday. You know, it's interesting, last Thursday, I think it was, Knott's had a uh, preview night for annual pass members, and uh, for us, it wasn't an ideal time to go, simply because we are heading to California in a week for San Diego Comic-Con, and I just, you know, running over there to do that for a night to rush back to get to the stuff we had to do to run back over a few days later just wasn't really practical but the photos we saw were really impressive there was some just incredible decorations the foods that they came up with looked amazing and then they had things like simulated snow I, i'm sure michael you know the area where you go from ghost town that leads straight to the calico saloon they had fake snow uh blowing around and stuff like that or you know from what I gather, it was probably artificial snow because people were saying that you were, they were told it was safe to, you know, let the flakes fall on your tongue and stuff like that. They had all kinds of holiday-themed entertainment. People were talking about the Snoopy on Ice show at the Charles Schultz Theater. Uh, hang time as the part finally arrived from Germany, so it's up and running again, and everyone's just thrilled. And then, of course, the food items they were showing off just looked amazing. But wanted to switch gears and talk about some of the, the really big entertainment news last week and to start off we got the brand new spider-man trailer so uh justin what did you think uh -huh. it looks good um so one thing i i think you know they weren't really totally upfront about but I, i've pretty much realized 100 percent is what they're doing is uh they're doing sinister six um which I think they're doing it in a very clever way. One of the issues with trying to do the Sinister Six is, well, there's six villains, so, um, you know, traditionally movies have struggled to, to do really more than two villains. Um, you know, that was one of the big complaints about Spider-Man 3 when it came out, was that it was, there was too many villains, so, you know, trying to um, introduce them, develop them, um make them relevant to the plot uh while also you know balancing your other characters it was just too much you know sandman um you know he got some he got you know a pretty good amount of character development but venom was like the one that uh people were mostly let down by because it just not a lot of time was spent building him up in that movie 
So the question becomes like, well, how do you do the Sinister Six? Um, you know, you it's hard to introduce all of these characters uh, in the same movie and like have them kind of, you know, uh, central to the plot as well. And uh, the Sony was trying to do this, so the Sony was gonna try to do um, you know Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man one, two, and then they were working on a Sinister Six movie that apparently they were the protagonists, which would have been very strange, um, <laughs> given that they're all villains, but uh, we never ended up getting getting that movie. But I think this way is probably the most intelligent way to do it right now, um, given that what they're doing is they're going to use all of the villains from all of the Spider-Man movies that have already happened so that you already have a frame of reference and a basis for all of these villains. They don't have to introduce them. You know who they are already because you've seen all these different movies, um, and they're you know doing it through like a multiverse kind of thing. Um, I think that's really clever. I mean, that's the only other way they would have been able to do it is kind of like the traditional Marvel way of like having several different movies where they're introduced over the course of time, and then you do um, like a a crossover movie where they all show up in, in the same movie. Uh, but that would have taken many years, many more Spider-Man movies to kind of, like, introduce Doc Ock again, introduce Green Goblin, their uh, new iterations of all these different characters. So this way is, like, kind of like the, um, I, I don't want to say, like, the cheap, easy way, but it is the it is probably the most clever way to do this, uh, do the Sinister Six, um, given what they have on their plate right now. So I think that's that's interesting. I still think what they're doing they're they're hiding it very well but um i'm anticipating that the other spider-man actors uh which are heavily rumored to show up um in this movie as well um you know i i, I think it's really good at uh marketing wise they're not just going like oh you know hey toby mcguire's back uh andrew garfield's back like uh they definitely could do that but i think keeping it hidden um is definitely a benefit to the movie uh so that when when that happens it's probably going to be very very surprising and um cathartic you know seeing toby Maguire uh back in the suit i think is you know a really really big deal at least for me you know people my age who uh you know grew up on the spider-man movies it was like you know i'll i'll, I'll be completely honest like even at 11 years old when i when i was when spider-man came out uh i was skeptical um you know i, I sort of have a natural skepticism streak with anything, but, uh, you know, I, even me as a like, huge Spider-Man fan, I was pretty skeptical that the Spider-Man movie was going to be good, even even when I was 11 years old, but, uh, you know, it was phenomenal, um, and to this day, I think Spider-Man 2 is probably my favorite superhero movie, so I there's a special place, at least nostalgically for me, for the Spider-Man movies and the Tobey Maguire era of Spider-Man, I don't think, I mean... I love a lot of superhero movies. I think Marvel's done a fantastic job, but to me, um, you know, the Spider-Man movies, uh, those the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, I think are, you know, have a really special place in my heart. So seeing like all these characters come back, I think is going to be a pretty big deal um, for people my age group. So uh, I think it's one clever uh, trailer looked good, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And Michael, your take, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Justin covered pretty much everything, it, and I agree. I think uh, I, it, it is a clever way to re to bring in characters without having to do a whole movie for each one, and, and I agree. I mean, I, I think the idea of, you know, using the multiverse, bringing all these characters... Now, spoiler alert, most of the villains were killed in the early movies. Um, if you have it, I think it's a, it's a grid, mar from a marketing perspective, it gets people re interested in going back and rewatching the original ones which i think is is uh I, you know there's there's probably a good uh group of of younger folks these days that maybe haven't seen them or maybe haven't seen um them recently or at all um and for some of us who you know watched them in theaters when they first came out revisiting some of these and refamiliarizing ourselves with some of these characters uh before the next uh the next movie comes out but it, but it is i mean i think we all will know that you know some of the earlier superhero films had a really big problem with killing off every major villain i mean they still do that to some extent now uh but you know we'll, we'd see like um the original batman with 
when they kill off the Joker and and the the Spider-Man movies where they're killing off these major char- these major villains, um, which kind of brings you know a conundrum when you want to re revisit these characters in, in a newer film. Do you, is it a complete reboot, um, kind of like they've had to do with um, some of the Spider-Man movies, or does it become a, a multiverse thing where you start introducing them back into the into the universe? And I think it's just really clever how um, how how they explain the multiverse, how they're brought into the current Spider-Man universe, and and how those characters are now you know back to life and 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 can fit into this new Marvel um, telling of these stories. So generally speaking, I, I, I think it's really clever. I, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Um, I've, you know, they've done, I think, exceptionally well with the Spider-Man movies, um, the, the most recent ones. So I'm expecting this to be very high quality. And, and again, I th- think it's an exciting time. And it's exciting that we don't have to wait too much longer to see it. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do, because I my take on it is the trailer showed a lot without actually showing a lot. And that's very good because they don't want to give away things. But, you know, considering we're hearing things like Tom Holland said, well, he helped redo the ending on set. Um, You hear stories about um, Andrew Garfield very loudly saying, I am not in the film and I'm tired of talking about it. Um, You hear stories about um, the reshoots that are coming for Doctor Strange. Well, we knew that was in the planning, but we've heard part of this was due to a certain um, actor as being added to the film, and it was their availability wasn't uh, an option until now. And that, you know, we know that Doctor Strange is going to factor in to Spider-Man because he's featured in the trailer. We know that he is the next Marvel movie scheduled to come up. We know that ties in with WandaVision. So we're hearing stories about we're going to be getting a Doctor Strange trailer in the not-too-distant future, possibly even attached to the Spider-Man movie, which would make sense. But you have this all these moving parts, and it's setting up the next wave of Marvel films. And it's going to be very interesting because let's factor in Loki. You factor in WandaVision, as I mentioned this whole multiverse is essentially rewriting the deck. So all sorts of past things are going to be able to be brought into play. Characters that you thought were long gone uh, might be able to come back into play. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they uh, move that forward. Now, one thing I wanted to mention is we had some news breaking yesterday. And I apologize. I am probably going to blow this name uh Uh, but we'll give it a shot. Natasha Lou Bordizo has been cast opposite Rosario Dawson in Disney Plus's Ahsoka series. She will be playing the live-action version of the very popular Clone Wars character Sabine Wren. So, nice, and of course, this has again brought up the uh, discussion that, okay, so we're going to be seeing Grand Admiral Thrawn, we're going to see Edge... Uh, Ezra coming back and who knows, we might even have to see Hera and Chopper coming back into the series. So, uh, it's set five years after Return of the Jedi. Hayden Christensen is supposed to take part in it, so uh, it's interesting that if my math is correct, this would be roughly about the same time where The Mandalorian is taking place and we've already had um, uh, Rosario Dawson make her appearance as Ahsoka. So, Michael, what do you think? I'm excited. I mean, they've done, I, I you know, I've been spe- uh, skeptical on some of these Marvel films and some of these dis- uh, retellings of some of these stories, but I think, um, you know, Sabine is obviously a fantastic character um, from Star Wars Rebels. I think, in my opinion, she was probably the best character in Star Wars Rebels. And I think, you know, introducing her into this, um, into this live action, um, showing that I think it's just going to be a fantastic I can't wait to see how they do it I'm really excited for what we've seen so far with the Star Wars um, shows that they're doing again we all know that Mandalorian the, you know the, the the show itself was phenomenal um, obviously the Marvel movies uh, the Marvel shows have been uh, have beat my expectations in general so anytime I hear any more updates on this stuff it just gets me more excited absolutely and Justin do you have a take on this one yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, I think uh, the shows have definitely been the strong point lately. And, uh, you know, if the 
quality in the Mandalorian is anything to go by, then uh, I think this is going to turn out really good. Um, there's a lot of different routes they can they can go with this, um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's a good opportunity to kind of comb through some of the the old uh, canon that uh, um, of like all those books and novels and things like Thrawn, like you mentioned. I think that's a good opportunity for them to kind of um, redo that, you know, and that was kind of one of my arguments of, of, I think one of the ways, or I think the way that Disney probably should have approached after purchasing Star Wars is kind of approach, uh, how they have, um, how they've kind of treated the Marvel, uh, property, which is, you know, there's like 50, 60, 70 years of, uh, of, uh, beloved storylines to draw from. And, you know, it's not like they, adapt them one one to one they just take you know the popular ones and remix them and um sort of like adapt them to uh um a, a modern setting and that way you know people who are fans of those different storylines are you know and characters they go oh you know i recognize you know roughly it's the the same story that i remember but you know it's new um and it's remixed with these other stories i also remember so i think that's kind of an opportunity they have is they have you know quite a bit of novel material um books comics and and other and video, even video games uh that have all these characters um and i think that's something they could do uh with this show that way you know they kind of have a basis to go off of yeah it's going to be very very interesting and you know the the great thing about it is all this news out of the disney universe is starting to really ramp up after Disney Plus Day, when even though they revealed a lot of stuff, the latest is that actor Delroy Lindo is in discussion to join the Blade film, which is uh, set to film next year. And uh, we've already had a very, very, very small taste of the new Blade entered into the Marvel Universe, and I'll just leave it at that. And there are those speculating that he could be taking on Chris Christopherson's role of... Uh, Blade's mentor, Whistler. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, but the final thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm personally, I'm going to say I'm in the category of I'll believe it when filming begins, because we've heard that this thing is coming for years and it never seems to come to fruition. Uh, you know, it's moving forward, it's moving forward, then it's getting rescripted, it's moving forward. But word is that it has been made official that Mel Gibson will be starring and directing Lethal Weapon 5, uh, which is uh, Lethal Finale, is the working title for it. And the rumor is, is that Richard Donner, who had uh, overseen the previous films, passed away recently in his 90s. And he apparently had said that uh, before he passed away, that if he should pass away before the uh, film comes to light, he had apparently told his wife, the studio, and Mel Gibson, I want you to direct the fifth one so we know this will get done and apparently that is what's going to happen there are some uh saying that maybe an hbo max original like the uh rumored um uh, under siege remake that were or reboot that we've been hearing about uh but let's just round it out justin what do you think um you know i'm like you i think uh i'll believe it when i see it kind of thing but um you know uh, i kind of have a, a standard response to a lot of these where uh it makes sense just because a lot of these actors um you know without getting grammar or anything a lot of them are getting older and there's not a ton of opportunity um to kind of do those roles again um so you know I, I think this it makes sense just because um you know a lot of times these studios they have like these beloved properties that have a lot of fans and um, you know, 10 years from now, Mel Gibson's probably not going to be up for doing a, a, another Lethal Weapon movie. So I think this is kind of like one of those where, hey, you know, if we really want to do a, a Lethal Weapon movie, now is kind of the opportunity to do it. And, uh, you know, maybe not exactly right now, but, um, you know, within the next couple years. So uh, it makes sense. You know, it, it's not the first time we've seen... Um, kind of similar situations like this where uh you have a kind of a beloved franchise and they're just 
they're going to try to uh, to do one want do it one last time. So, you know, hopefully he does get a chance to do it. I I would like to see another Lethal Weapon movie and just kind of, uh, you know, send it off um, uh, on a high note. So hopefully he does get a chance to do it, and uh, if so, I'm I'm looking forward to it. And Michael, what do you think? Well, I mean, the Lethal Weapon movies are some of my favorite, you know, mid '80s, early '90s films. Um, you know, you know, particularly I think Lethal Weapon Two is one of my favorite of the series, and and probably one of my favorite quote unquote action movies uh, back from the 80, late '80s. So I'm excited. I'm I'm always hesitant when I hear these things. Um, for one, we know these things get thrown out a lot as far as ideas and announcements, and then they get canceled for various reasons. Uh, writer indifference director differences uh budget um what's going on in the world you know we've seen a lot of movies get uh canceled or rewritten or completely uh, disappear because of the what's going on in the world whether that be a politics type of thing or whether that be a um you know something else that that's occurred so a lot of these times things come down to timing as well um i think right now retro shows in general are seeing a resurgence which is good and, and you know we're seeing um some less than stellar remakes but in generally speaking a lot of these have been you know they're giving them a higher budget they're giving a lot more freedom they're 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 being delivered and written and and driven by fans of the original series not just um writers who come in you know who are necessarily popular at the time or that sort of thing so i think there's probably no better time now than to do this um the question being of course um getting getting all the the, the relevant folks back on board how the story pans out that sort of thing um uh, and again i mean as justin pointed out you know a lot of these actors are getting older. Uh, a lot of these um, themes are, become a lot more difficult as they get older, particularly action pieces uh, and that sort of thing, and making them believable. So I think if they're going to do one, uh, I honestly think they're running out of time to do that. So um, you know, getting something done over the next, the course of the next, you know, five, six years in theaters, if not you know sooner, I think is um, is is what the time frame we'd be looking at. So I think if we if we see movement on this. And, and progress on this, I think it'll be really positive. I think if there's a lot of delays and, and other things, then unfortunately this might be another one that kind of, you know, loses its steam, you know, the further we get. Yeah, and that's exactly the problem is that there's just so much uh, time that they have to make this happen. And as I said, I've been hearing about this forever. And, you know, it's just, it, you get to the point where it's gonna happen. And then of course you have to wonder what the title are they going to take out Murtaugh and Riggs in a blaze of glory, but then potentially have their children, uh, you know, be on hand or at least uh, uh, Riggs's character to carry the franchise forward? You know, we saw what happened with the TV series that it did two pretty successful years and then they got rid of the lead actor, brought in. Uh, a replacement and the show lost its audience and was gone. So, you know, there's that. The, the audience is there for a lethal weapon film, but it has to be a quality lethal weapon film. And again, you don't want people sitting there going, wow, shouldn't they be you know, past retirement right now from the police force or something like that? But uh, we'll see what they come up with. And folks, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening and have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving and uh, weekend coming up. And we will be back as soon as the holidays are over to... Uh, Continue on with the show. Until then, take care.